You're listening to Earth Matters, produced in the studios of 3CR Radio Fitzroy, Victoria, and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. Earth Matters, each week we're bringing you environmental and social justice stories. I'm Kerry Lee Harding. Coming up on Earth Matters, we take a look at the upcoming art exhibition in Victoria that is the 2017 Ballarat International Photo Biennale, on in Ballarat from the 19th of August till September. And on display as part of the group exhibition is the Tell exhibition, which shall showcase a number of works by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artists. Coming up soon on the program, you'll hear from Yorta Yorta woman Marina Bernini, a local emerging photographer and a RMIT student. But first, you'll hear my yarn with well-known and established Aboriginal artist Bindi Cole from Melbourne. And I caught up with Bindi to yarn about this art exhibition that shall have on display works featuring some of the world's finest photographers and local photo media artists from around Australia. Hi, I'm Bindi Cole Chocker. I'm from Melbourne and I'm a Wadawurrung woman. And tell me about your work, Bindi, coming up in the 2017 Ballarat International Photo Biennale. Well, I'm so excited to be a part of it. Uh, my work is a brand new series called Fertility and it's a series of four black and white photographs, of course, because it's a photo biennale. And it's... Um, <clears throat> Domestic scenes of my three-year-old son, Eli, collaged with um, beautiful landscapes from my my father's country, Wadawurrung. And so it's really kind of looking at identity and um, how much our heritage plays a part in who we are. Absolutely. So you've uh, photographed your young child on country amongst the land? No, No? in my home, just in my home, like in his PJs or in the shower. Yeah. Um, And then I've kind of cut him out and replaced it with, replaced him. So his figure is replaced with um, landscapes that I shot on country. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, not being an artistic type, I was just trying to get my head around that. <laughs> That's <laughs> that, okay. It's always hard to kind of visually describe what they are. Yeah. But uh, hopefully that's, that gives people a picture. They sound really beautiful. How big are the, uh, each uh, piece of work, Bindi? Each one is about a metre and, meter and a half by a metre. So they're quite large and uh, I, I, I mean, I guess, because I've just become a mum in the last few years, it's really begun to affect my work. And so the series is called Fertility because it's about the things in my life that feel really fertile, like my children and my heritage and the country. And there's all of these kind of quite, um, all of these things in my life that represent fertility, not just me as a woman, but um all of these parts of my world that are growing and flourishing. And also the journey just becoming a mother has been quite tough and uh, a lot harder than I thought it would be. And so it's nice for me to celebrate where I'm at now in that journey too. I really respect what you just said there about it being a lot harder than what you may have thought it 
to be. I think my mother said to me at one point in my 20s, what are you doing having kids, Kerry Lee? I didn't know you were going to have children. I actually shocked her. But it's incredibly hard work, isn't it? And it's quite a journey that you do go on, isn't it, from from birth? Yeah, and even as, because I'm a bit older, so I'm 42 and I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And so even for me, just getting pregnant was really difficult and took quite a long time to get the family that I've got now. And it was really birthed through struggle and pain and then for me on top of that I didn't really find my stride as a mother until probably about I don't know maybe a year ago so that was you know almost two years in it's been um yeah it's been a tough tough journey but Mm. one I'm so glad I've undertaken now that I've settled into it and I've found a bit of a groove. Have you included your children in your artwork uh, before now Bindi at all? No, this is the first time, and that's probably because for the last few years I haven't made much art. So before that, well, I was looking at my um, my CV the other day, and up yeah. until 2015 I've had 25 solo shows and been in about 60 group exhibitions. Oh, my goodness. And then, just, and then I've just gone quiet. And that was in 12, no, 12, maybe nine years. So it was really wow. prolific and then Absolutely. I just went quiet for the last few years, had my babies and established my family and yeah. now I'm ready to begin making, really seriously making art again. Mm, I feel it. It's coming, isn't it? I really feel that, yeah. Bindi. And that's a beautiful thing. I myself am a mother of three beautiful um, one not so young, two young children. And um, it can be incredibly difficult to try and, uh, well, first, try and find that work-life balance. I don't know what that is uh, yet. Yeah, I'm still trying either. to find that. And, and yeah. to maintain a career. So at one point when my babies were toddlers, I gave up my full-time job with the ABC as a broadcaster because I could only cope part-time as a parent. Um, and I sort of, you know, sort of took a back step from the media for a few years, and now just as they're getting older, I'm just finding myself again back in various roles. So it's been an interesting journey and very different to before the kids were born, eh? Yeah. Yeah, so, so different. Um, You just learn to, for me, I've just learned to live exhausted now. Yes, yes. And I'm doing a PhD full-time as well. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. That's I think I'm a bit mental, though, but that's okay. I I actually uh, have lost hair at one point, but it's growing back now, so that's good. Actually, mine was some stress. When you're a year in from doing... When you Mm. are a year in doing your PhD, you do this thing called a confirmation or a colloquium where you write a mini-thesis and you... I'm doing an arts-based PhD, and so you make... You kind of present some work and... And it just stressed me out so much that I lost hair through, like I had a period of shedding for about a month and um, then it stopped and now it's growing back, would you believe it, grey. Oh, so. how beautiful. I dig <laughs> I dig the grey look. <laughs> hey. And are yeah. you like snow white grey? Yeah, that beautiful. I don't know, I'm dying. Tone? You're dying. I know, we do yeah. that. We do that. I know. I get that. The women in my family, my blackfella family, yeah, they do grow grey young. So um, pretty yeah. much by the time you've hit 50, you've got a full grey set of hair. So mine's slowly yeah. coming. But um, my dad, my dad on of the, obviously on my other side, is a redhead. So I've got the, you know, the Ranger jeans as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We've got the Ranger jeans somewhere too because my daughter's a redhead. So. Oh, how gorgeous. Yeah, it's really mm. cute. It's 
really, really cute. I hope it doesn't change. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Because when she grows up, you know, that, oh, her hair, it's red now, isn't it? It has red tints in it. Yeah. How beautiful. It's red and curly and she's really cute. Like her mother's. Yeah. We've got, yeah. (laughs) Well, mine's not naturally red. I've always dyed it red, but I... I was thinking curly. um, Yeah. When she was born, I copied it. I I copied my hair to match her. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. the same colour as hers. That's gorgeous. I haven't been able to maintain it. Hers is so beautifully natural and mine just kind of, it just kind of killed mine. But, uh, yeah, I I wanted to look like her. But, Mm. anyway. And your little ones, so your young daughter and your young man there as well, do, do they really know that mum's an artist and, and what mum does? Do they get a sense of that yet, even though they're only one and three years old, Bindi? I don't think they have a sense of it yet, though they definitely understand that I work because I work from home and mm. uh, my husband and I alternate taking care of them. We really share all those duties. And so on Sundays it's clear that mum is working on some days it's clear that daddy's working so they really understand that they have a working mum and I didn't take much time off after they were born I think after my first was born I probably took maybe two months off it wasn't very long but I worked from home part-time oh my goodness that's not long just going back there two months off wow (laughs) that's incredible I didn't leave the house for the first three months with my first child Yeah, it's tough. It's yeah. It's really tough, that first child. And you think beforehand, oh, everything's going to be fine. And yeah. people trying to tell you, no, look, it's really going to change your life. And you're like, yeah, I'll be fine. And then the baby comes and you, you just can't understand it until you experience it. I don't think how much it completely turns your world upside down. Mm. Absolutely. But how has mm. having children in recent times, I guess, helped you with your art? I guess what we're seeing now with the uh, upcoming Biennale. Yeah. I, I will, of course, the experience of motherhood is going to impact my artistic practice, I think, because mm. as an artist, my practice has always been, um, I've always used it as a way to uh, understand and explore my identity. And so adding motherhood to my identity is just another thing for me to begin to unpack through my art. How beautiful. Uh, Now going back a couple of years, Bindi, of course, uh, I think it was 2010 and uh, you were nominated uh, for a very deadly special award. I just want to take you back to that time. 2010, uh, Chocker, you were listed as one of the most top 100 most influential people in the age newspaper. What was that like back then for you? (laughs) Hey, that's a big title, eh? Hey. (laughs) I mean, I think I'm super influential in my home with my kids, but super beyond, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of something quite surreal. I, I think at that time I was having, um, I was having a lot of success as an artist, and I'm so grateful for that. And perhaps that's kind of what it was really about that I that I was able to have a platform and a voice. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm, you know, eternally grateful for that platform and voice, but I don't feel very influential. Um, but your art days. can be in Bindi, yeah, without yeah. you even knowing it, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And one of the things I like about being an artist is that I get to make art and put it out there and I don't have to necessarily use my mouth and stand in front of a person. My art can do that job. 
uh, for me. It can kind of take somebody by the hand and, and lead them down a path that I want them to go down, but I don't have to actually physically take them down there. And so I'm, I love that about art, actually, and I like that mm. it's, it's kind of sits between me and the world. Absolutely, and it's open to the audience's uh, interpretation. Absolutely, isn't it? Always. Yes, completely mm. subjective. All art is um, yeah. totally subjective. Absolutely. So just talking about your artistic career from, I guess, from the 2000s or 90s, you know, right through till now, how do you think your art has changed over the years, Bindi? Um, Well, I think it's changed as I've changed. And so there was probably a time in my life when I would have asserted that identity was fixed. But now I've come to believe that identity is quite Lord. And uh, I spent the early part of my practice making art really about uh, my Aboriginal identity, mostly, with some art about um, some other relationships in my life, like my mom and other parts of my identity. But the majority was about that. And that helped me to reconcile that part of my identity. And as I've changed, and shifted into different gears in my life, my art kind of follows with me, even if it's meant that I'm making art about something that's perhaps less well-received, I'll still do that because as an artist I need to be true to myself and so I'll never just keep churning out the same stuff if I don't Mm. believe in it. I will rather... um, have integrity and be true to my voice and what I'm going through and experiencing and who I am today than have some kind of practice that's just a job. And apart from photography, are you exploring other forms of uh, mediums of art, Bindi, at home at the moment? Yeah, I'm doing video and I'm doing installation as well. So they're the three things that I've always really focused on, photography, video and installation. And Right now I'm planning for a brand new solo show of all new work which will be held towards the end of next year and it will be my first solo show in about five years of new work. I've had solo shows of existing work but not of all new work so I'm really, really excited about that and a little bit nervous. And I can understand that because you're probably a little while out from it now. How do you plan for this now as an artist? You've got a timeline that you stick to and uh, to produce certain works within that time frame. Bindi, is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I definitely have a timeline and I will apply for some funding to help me um, set time aside to make the work as well. Um, mm. And I just give myself certain amount of kind of creative development time to spend in the studio making all of the work because really I need to make quite a lot of work and I want to and, I, and I'm ready to. It's been a while for me and I'm really ready to make a whole lot of new, interesting, challenging, pointed, um, political work. How exciting. I feel it's coming and I'm very excited to see what's uh, in store for the future. With you, Bindi. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely. Um, And I understand as part of the uh, 2017 Ballarat International Photo Biennale in which your uh, new series of work will be presented, I understand you'll also be giving a floor talk. This is more like a uh, sit-down Q&A style talk called Meet the Maker and it's 
free to the public. It's in the, it's in an, uh, I think it's on a Friday, a Thursday or Friday night. And I'm really, really excited to do it. So uh, I just get to talk a lot about art and my process and my inspiration and why I do things. And um, yeah, I would just love to see lots of people come and join me and have a conversation. You're listening to Earth Matters, produced in the studios of 3CR Radio, Fitzroy, Victoria. Earth Matters, each week we're bringing you environmental and social justice stories. I'm Kerry Lee Harding. And you just heard there from Bindi Cole, Aboriginal artist. And coming up next, Yorta Yorta woman Marina Benini, a local emerging photographer and RMIT student. Hi, my name is Marina Panini and I'm a Yorta Yorta woman, currently living in Melbourne, Victoria. And Marina, tell us about your art for those of us who may not have seen it around town. Yeah, no worries. So I'm a multidisciplinary artist, so I work predominantly within photography, video art and installation. Um, I'm currently finishing my Bachelor of Fine Arts in Photography at RMIT, where I'm learning about all those different things. And my own practice uh, revolves quite heavily around using those different mediums to explore cultural heritage and cultural identity and and things like that. And studying at RMIT, that's a wonderful thing to do with your digital photography, Marina. What was it about photography that you wanted to study at university level? Yeah, so... um, What I found really interesting about photography was the whole idea of capturing this one moment or this one story in this this one photo kind of thing. And being able to study at university, I was really interested in being able to know the history about photography and learn more about other artists that had similar interests um, within the medium, such as myself. And I just feel so lucky to be able to get to learn and be there for three years to to learn. I know the artist Tracy Moffat inspires me through her digital photography uh, currently that she's doing and, of course, the analogue work that she's done previously. Do you find uh, Tracy Moffat an inspiration as an Aboriginal artist and what other artists are inspiring to you? Yeah, definitely. She's definitely up there as one of a big inspiration for myself. I've always looked to her work, um, especially her photography and video work. Um, uh, there's just something so special about it, isn't there? <laughs> um, I also look towards Fiona Foley. Uh, she's a big one, as well as Destiny Deacon, James Tyler, just to name a few. Each of them being uh, Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander artists that have quite a well-known presence within the art industry, international and national uh, but both all of their artworks are very diverse, but they each have a very powerful impact with the way that they explore and focus on their on their concept. Of course, you've just mentioned uh, their uh, my one of my other favourite artists, of course, uh, Destiny Deacon out of Melbourne, who mm. is just does beautiful work, hasn't she? Over the years, yeah, yes, that's right. A lot of her work it's very inspir- inspirational because. She explores such um, relatable content, I feel, from my own view, that I can relate to her work quite strongly with the themes and the motives that she kind of uses the stereotype perception 
Um, yeah, it's very strong, very powerful and impactful. Okay, Marina, this is radio, so it's not so much a visual medium. Uh, how would you describe uh, the artwork that you've got in uh, the Biennale, of course, coming up uh, in uh, Ballarat? Um, how would you describe that for us? Well, uh, I'll try to describe it. <laughs> Thank you. So I will be presenting uh, six um, medium-scaled uh, photographs that will sit across the gallery space. Um, and each photograph is a biographical uh, self-portrait of myself. And in between each photograph, there will be an installation sculptural piece um, that will be constructed of uh, ochre and glass and wood. And the installation piece actually t- ties in with the photograph as the whole um, body of work kind of it's a platform for myself to be able to question um, and bring focus and awareness to these stereotypes and perceptions that I get asked about um, and questioned about on a regular basis. What other themes do you like to explore in your work, Marina? I also like to explore um, cultural identity but also cultural practice um, and tradition. So as of late, I've been uh, making a lot of work on countries. So going up to Yoyota country and just spending time on my ancestral lands. And by doing that, I feel quite connected spiritually to my culture. And through this, I'd like to catch that on photography and in video. And being able to make work that focuses on these, these aspects, it's really important to me. There's something really special, isn't there, about being up home on country? Uh, you've just mentioned your country there, beautiful, yorta yorta land. My country's up in Bowen and I do some digital photography on the side, make a few short films and things. And when I go up home to film on country, there's something just so magical about the mm. land and the waters in which I'm working with that I don't have down here in Victoria, obviously, because it's not my country, but it's, it's very magical, eh? And what comes through the lens is even more magical, I think, as a result from, from being on country. De- definitely. I can definitely agree with you on that. When you hear so many stories from our older fellows and our aunties and uncles about the rich history that the land actually possesses, to actually be able to be there and see it for yourself, whether that's through a lens or through your own eyes, and being able to reinterpret that through art, I think it's really, really special. And tell me, what is it, do you think, about your Yorta country and your waterways up there, that beautiful river, of course? Mm. What is it about that land and waters that you want to uh, portray through your artwork, the message that you want to get across to share with the world through mm. your art? At the moment, uh, particularly in my practice, it's the focus on the land and the rich history of it um, and using specific uh like so specific uh, things such as the the river and the trees and the bark and the ochre to kind of use these as um, symbolic representations of the history and the culture, everything that my I have learned through my family about the land and being able to reinterpret that and to see that with my own contemporary gaze, I like contrast against the stories that I've heard from years and years and years ago. So essentially, that's what my focus is, the, the beauty, but also the culture. and Kamragunja, Yorta Yorta, Land and mm. Waters, is steep in history, sis, isn't oh, it? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. 
So do you think that uh, historically there are some stories perhaps that you'd like to retell through your artwork? Is that something that you would consider? Yes, that is something I would definitely consider, um, reinterpreting and retelling those stories through my artwork. It's something that has been on the back of my mind, on the burner, just sitting there, but it's something that I really would like to explore. Um, I think it's it's really important for our younger generation to especially be able to have access um, to these stories and this, this rich history that our mob possesses. So whether or not I can do that through my artwork and recapture these stories for myself but also my mob, I think that would be really awesome. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network with me, Kerry Lee Harding. And you just heard there from Marina Benini, a young and emerging artist. And before that, you also heard from Bindi Cole out of Melbourne. And they were both yarning on their art, featured in the Tell exhibition, all a part of the 2017 Ballarat International Photo Biennale. The Biennale, of course, featuring some of the world's finest photographers and photo media artists from right here in Victoria and Australia. And the Ballarat International Photo Biennale is on from the 19th of August until the 17th of September 2017. If you want more information, you can go to their website at www.ballaratphoto.org.